welcome to the Nerd Corner. Uh, that is trademarked. And um, your favorite genre of episode here at Case and Punt. Uh, with me today is myself, Brady, Aiden, and Ryan, uh, the uh, the resident nerds here in Case and Punt. Um, today we're going to be talking about The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. Uh, but first, before we get there, we're just going to quickly go over Morbius. Um, Morbius. Bust, more bunk. Uh, <laughs> Where's Keish Brady? He's not here. Where is he? Oh, I think true. it's Aiden's turn to do it. Oh, I get to make quiches. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Me and Ryan do it all the time. So I know, but like I'm not creative like you guys. Just to tell them. Just think of what the most Oh, okay, okay. Actually, you know what? Since since we're doing a nerd themed episode, I think I can, I I can ball with this. Swing it. Um. I heard he was actually one of the people called upon to help Frodo destroy the ring. Um, so he's actually on his way with all the other hobbits to Mount Doom uh, to destroy the ring. So let's let's just hope he makes it there. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, but it's a, it's I a, heard it's I a wish. little bit hot at Mount Doom. Yeah, a yeah, little, there, there is hot. fire, but Keish is a big summer guy, so... Yeah, true. Uh, hopefully, they have Coronas for him at Mount Doom, um, just to help cool him off a little bit. Is that Middle Earth? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, lucky guy. Give me. Oh, I want. Give me out of here. I want nice weather. <laughs> and he'll finally be the tall one at the group. Yeah. Oh, the wait. Are I short. think. I think Gandalf's with them, so maybe oh. not. That guy can play power forward. Well, it depends what, what what part of the journey they're at, because like they're all together at the start, and then they they go their separate ways. Well, he would have been there at the start, like because he's on his way there right now. I think they got him like a PJ. To the by the way, place. with Lord of the Rings, like Frodo did nothing. Like Sam just carried his ass the entire way there. It was crazy. I actually haven't seen all of the movies. Uh, so oh my god, bad bad on me to make you, a reference. What? What are you, Keish? Keish has never seen any money, any movie. We say movie, I've never seen. No it. one watches Lord of the Rings. I though. haven't seen all of them. I've seen literally Sam. everyone has has seen Samwise slash Gam- read Lord of the Rings. His name's Gamgee? Sam. No. Yeah. All no, these, you're right. All, all these. Right. Oh, all okay. These, yeah. All these cool names, and there's a Samuel. Samwise. Oh my god. Samwise. <laughs> so Samuel. It's like it's like Pennywise, but Sam. Stop. Samwise. That's so dumb. Samuel. It's like Legolas. Frodo. Samuel. <laughs> Samwise. Well, they're different. They're different races. So Legolas has an elf name. That's why he sounds so cool. It's so oh, cool. That has a, a, there's a there's an elf called Galadriel. That's like the most badass name I've ever heard. That's cool. I like Bilbo. That sounds like dildo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! The dragon's name was Smog. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, played by someone with a cool name too. Bend that dick, Cumbersnatch. <laughs> okay, if you will. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought up Lord of the Rings. I wish you wouldn't. Speaking of Benedict, we're going to do our full Multiverse of Madness um, (laughs) prediction episode right now before we get into Morbius, before we get into Batman. I'm just kidding. We don't have much time. No. (laughs) 
We don't. Comes out in nine days, baby. I can't we wait. we don't have the funding for that big man. Yeah. <clears throat> we get I actually I did hear that it's gonna like someone said they watched it like the like an early screening and said it was like messy but fun. So like take that as you will. Okay. Kind of like Morbius. No. <laughs> it's messy and well, minus the fun painful. <laughs> All right, well, Aiden, tell tell me. You know, we, we saw Morbius together. We sat next to each other. We shared lots of looks throughout laughs. the movies and laughs at serious moments. What was, yeah, what was, like, oh, I'm trying to remember the moment that I was just killing myself laughing. We looked at each other with, like, such a confused face and then just started laughing. I forget what and it was. Though. Mitch and Morgan, like, looked over at us from, like, yeah. the corner, and they're like, why are you guys laughing? And it's like, this is absurd. What am I watching right now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously, like, it was supposed to come out two years ago, that's when the first trailer came out, January 2020, uh, the pandemic kind of messed all that up, but, you know, they had two whole years to kind of watch the movie themselves and, uh, see if anything was worthy of fixing. They had like, two some... years for just one person to be one, like, hey, maybe, one. maybe, maybe the same should... it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the... guys, maybe we should, uh... Maybe we should like rethink this a little bit. <laughs> like, They're like, yeah. Maybe... Why don't you give us a synopsis? Because I haven't seen it. So, uh, well, ba- basically, it's uh, it's m- two kids, uh, Michael Morbius and his best friend uh, Milo, um, whose name is not actually Milo, but goes like goes by Milo oh, for the entire it's movie. Like, it's like Lu- Lu- I just looked at. It. I was like Lucian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he like Mike, he, he literally just, Michael just, just starts. He's like, "You're Milo now," and he's like, "All right." That's he's that. like because <laughs> apparently everyone everyone named Milo before that kid that came to like the sick kid's home like died, like would die before like everyone else. So like he just calls every new yeah person he just Milo. kept calling every new kid Milo because he's like yeah you're gonna die so I'm just gonna call you Milo until you die like um, that's insult to injury apparently. Uh, do you know the disease they had, what it's called? I have no idea. Ryan, like the leg stuff? Um, Maybe MS? Walkers. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not sure. Maybe. Forget. I, I don't know what it was called. Um, but it was yeah, they, they had the disease and like, I don't know, they're kind of picked on. Because like I was talking to my coworker about this and how bad Morbius was today. And um, it's like... They ne- didn't set up the villain at all to be like this murderous guy. It's like I didn't feel ba- that bad for him. Or it's like I like when you have a villain that's like, okay, it's kind of justified. Like, okay, I can kind of see where they're coming from. Or I feel bad. I have yeah, sympathy like, for the villain. Like Thanos or you know, Thanos or Wanda in this movie. It's like okay, I feel bad for them. I see where they're coming from. This one, it's like there was one scene of him getting like picked on by some bullies. Like they played like monkey in the middle with like a, a note that was... Michael left, <laughs> and that was that was like his villain his villain origin story. Um, I I think they like beat the shit out of him. They kicked too, him no? a bit, and he got angry. Oh yeah, he hit the guy with the crutch. Yeah, that's what it was. Like they they kicked him a little bit, but he actually killed a kid. <laughs> like, like is that he when he actually... said I'm Venom? <laughs> no, this this is the the, the bet. This is Milo. So Milo is the villain of the story, um, and then they grow up and they're oh. older. They're still friends. Michael Morbius. He's like super smart. He goes to doctor school and he he comes up with this uh, 
artificial blood. He's like a leading researcher. Um, but he doesn't really give a shit about stuff. Like he rejects the Nobel Prize and uh, all that kind of shit. And then he's like experimenting with stuff to cure his disease and cure the people of the world of this. And that's he's like he notices like this stuff in uh, bat blood. And he goes into a goes offshore to a ship to do an illegal experiment since obviously it's not legal. Um, and he injects himself with like the bat blood, and he turns into a vampire and like kills everyone on the boat. I'm vengeance. <laughs> and um, one of the things that me and Aiden liked, I think, well, I think we talked about this was um, like the FBI arrives on the scene, and immediately they're like, it's "What I fear, <laughs> a vampire attack." And we're like, "What the it's fuck?" Just like... Oh yes, the vampire's <laughs> running amok. Ah uh, yes, Michael Morbius must just have been to clarify. <laughs> It just was to just, clarify, it was just a rare blood disease, apparently. Like, oh, okay. It wasn't anything real. They just yeah. they step on the boat, and they're just like instantly like, ah, yes, vampire. Michael Morbius has turned himself into a vampire. <laughs> that must be it. Like, they had zero information. They just go it's on also to like... like the so the boat that they were on. So, um, obviously, it's out in like international waters, like because that's the only way that this experiment is like somewhat legal. And it washes up on shore, like within their city. And they like in, acknowledge it in the movie. They're like, oh, it washed up on the shores of, w- was it New York? Sure. It, w- it was New York because that's why everyone was thinking, oh, Spider-Man might be in this. And like, mm-hmm. it wasn't San Francisco because Daily Venom Bugle. is. Daily Bugle. So it's New Yes. So they're like, oh, it washed up on the shore of New York miraculously. It's like, What? like how (laughs) like why you're in international waters the likelihood of that and i'm not here to like tear apart unlikely things because like obviously we're talking about marvel like everything's unlikely but that's just like stupid unlikely like that's not even like for story symmetry that's just ridiculous um and then uh yeah because they they find his assistant there so it's like michael morbius and his girl assistant i forget her name but um they're interviewing her, and they're like, "Oh, like you were with Michael Morbius or something." And they figure out Morbius was on the on the boat, uh, and then they're interviewing Morbius, and they're like, "Hey, it looks like you know you're a prime suspect. You're the only person not accounted for." And then Morbius, he's like, he's like, he's he's proclaiming, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm innocent. I I have no idea. Like he doesn't admit to anything. And then the FBI has like the FBI doesn't have much to go off of. So like they're gonna let him go. It's all innocent and stuff. And then at the very end of the interview, Morbius is just like, you know, if I were you, I'd uh, I'd leave out of this room. Uh, I'm getting a little hungry, and, <laughs> and you won't like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> and we're like, what well, the fuck? no, they, they no, they had arrested him by that point. I thought I thought that was in the interrogation room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what they arrest they, him with? Well, they went to his building, and that's when he like attacked them. Because there was that whole sequence where he, like, attacked them and then he was running away from them. I thought that was after. Like, and the then, initial interview. No. That's when he said it. No, they went They went to his building because that's when he, like, ran away. You know what I mean? And then he was on top of the building and he, like, know. very could have... He could have oh, yeah. easily just, like, jumped off or anything. Like, at that point, it had been, like... or Oh, no, I guess not at that point. It wasn't proven that he could fly or whatever, but... Um, they like chased him and they caught him on the roof of the building. Yeah. That's what it was because he was running away and he threw that bag of fake yeah. blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but so they caught him and like they're like okay at this point they know he's a vampire and stuff so i think that's that's where they got that like because the other thing was that by this point milo had become a vampire too and killed a couple one of the people that worked with morbius Oh. And they thought that Morbius had killed the hospital staff as well. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, so Ryan, yeah, like the, uh, it's like yeah, Morbius. He's like he's like dealing with all of the side effects of being a vampire and trying not to drink human blood. He's drinking his own artificial blood, um, trying to be a good guy. And then, but he's like totally cured in the sense that like he's he has like Olympic strength and all this kind of stuff. He's completely normal and whatever. But like horrible, horrible side effects. And his best friend Milo is like super jealous, and he's like, "Why do you get to be cured and I don't? I have to like, you know, suffer." And Michael's like, "No, like you can't take this. It's dangerous. Like it's you have no idea." But he never, he he keeps it really really vague. Like he doesn't say, "I'm a fucking vampire and this is what happens." Like he just kind of says like, "You you can't do it. I'm not gonna let you." And then he like sneaks in and takes it for himself, turns into a vampire, and then he just like starts killing everybody, and then. Yeah, and he, he's just like the villain, and then they fight and stuff. So, uh, so it's safe to say the the story was uh, enthralling. It was like honestly, though, like if if we're being completely honest here, just so this entire thing isn't a fire fest. The first half of the movie could have been okay. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing ever. It's, like it's when average. It's when the villain got introduced, and mm-hmm. that's when everything went straight downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't mind the first half. Like the the pacing was okay. They were like doing the origin. They focused a lot on Michael Morbius and him dealing with being a vampire. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. And then they brought in the villain because there was just no villain. I felt like it was just like there's just My- Milo, who was like angry at the world, I guess. Yeah. And then he just started killing all these innocent people. And he's like, "Come on, Michael, drink, drink the red with me. Talk about like human blood, red blood." And it's like, "No, you, you can't." <laughs> and then the third act of a like the big boss battle, it, it it's like the whole third act of the movie is like ten minutes. Like it's yeah. like it's one fight that's like super dark at night, zoomed into like their chest, and you can't see anything. And then you're like, "What the fuck's going on on the screen?" And then it just like ends. The the entire final like the final battle was them falling for yeah just fifteen falling. minutes yeah. slapping each other around yeah like and then it's exactly what you'd expect like finally when they're fighting Milo beats down Morbius to a pulse and then Morbius wins off of a like just random random event well i shouldn't say random event but it was one of those the power was inside of you all along type of events <laughs> like just so so ridiculous i thought uh i thought his um his assistant he actually ended like she milo kind of like killed her kind of and then michael like turned her into a vampire subtly so i'm like okay she's gonna like come up in the final scene and there's gonna be like a like, two-on-one they're gonna they're gonna defeat him that way but no she's she was the rest of the movie she didn't have a single scene except for when she like opened her eyes and you're like oh it's a vampire at the very end oh she's alive for the sequel they can't fund but it's like yeah it's just uh 
it was horrible because like you i didn't care about anybody like i didn't care about this the girl that died or she came back to life i didn't care about the the villain so it's like they kept doing all these scenes and lines and stuff like the, the crowd be cheering and be like oh my god or like let's go or like vulture coming in at the end you're like oh yeah and they, they think we're like clapping like we do at marvel movies but like none of that happened we just <laughs> we laughed at everything and it was a colossal failure it was it was it was absurd like i i don't know what they were expecting and i think it was a very it almost it it seems weird to say it seemed rushed because they had an extra two years to work on it. Yeah. But it seemed very rushed. Like, like such a short movie, like hour and a half. It just breezes through, especially like <clears throat> coming off of Spider-Man, which is like three hours long. Yeah. And Batman, which is three hours long. But yeah, let's let's get into Batman here before we... Uh... And vengeance. <sighs> well, I mean, we could talk about... <laughs> Like the most ridiculous reports coming out that the director had no idea what was going on. The editors had yeah. no idea what was going on. People were just putting random stuff in, and the director was like, I didn't tell anybody to put that in. And then the studio is like, I think we're just going to add in uh, Vulture and just see what happens, guys. <laughs> and then people like it will like roll it, it made absolutely no sense. It didn't. And like, just like it, it us, seems like, like the most chaotic production of a movie like ever right and like have, when when was the last time you ever heard of a, a director not knowing what ha- what went on in the movie yeah no you're right there like i actually haven't heard of that happening before yeah and like spider-man was in the trailer they had vulture all these scenes and then none of those scenes were used in the movie it was just like two scenes in the in the extra credits that were like new like they were different than what was um, like yeah. in in the trailer they meet and they talk mm-hmm. um outside, like at the jail and stuff like that and like, there's supposed to be all these scenes and yeah he's supposed to be more integrated and like um we always saw spider-man in the background so like okay we're in this certain uh, what universe are we in like are we going to yeah. see spider-man is, is it setting up the sequel what are we doing but uh no nothing well um some potentially exciting news though venom 3 started production today so Mm -hmm. and the batman 2 is officially underway really i didn't see that but that's about five minutes ago they tweeted it out oh okay it's it's uh in development officially they're not like filming not filming now but um actually i'll I'll save i'll save this question in development I'll i'll write this question down and save it you do that. Here, here we go. Uh, intro music, anybody? Batman. Something in the way. Batman. That's a good vengeance. Okay, there we go. Vengeance. So as as we always do with these these movie reviews, we start off with the hardest question of all. How'd you like the movie? Ryan, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, how'd you like it? And did is it this meet? just a quick answer? Yeah, just like an overall before we get into the nitty gritty. Oh, uh, okay. How'd you like it? And did it meet, exceed, or fail your expectations you had going in? Um, oh, that, the end of that's a little bit tough. So I really liked it. Obviously, I mean, it's hard. I had high expectations going in, so it's hard to say that like it just blew away my expectations because they were already high. 
Um, but I'd say like it, it, it definitely met, if not exceeded my expectations just with, and I have a question about it later, but just on like the overall feel of the movie. Um, I thought that the director Reeves like did a really good job with world building for sure. Um, and then there was a lot of really good individual performances throughout the movie. Like, uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin was really, really good. Um, I liked Selena Kyle. I, I thought that Robert Pattinson was a really good Batman. Um, and obviously Paul Dano's Riddler was was um was pretty good actually. So yeah, I'd say like like just exceeded my expectations. Um, but they were already so mm-hmm. high. So yeah, yeah. You see, uh, Paul Dano was at the the Nets game yesterday. Yeah, actor the-, <laughs> the Batman. And it's like imagine getting swept in front of the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> He was like he was like in character at the fucking move at the basketball game too. It was crazy. Uh, Aiden, how about you? You know what? I think it. So I I was like very excited for this movie. I'm a huge Batman simp, like easily my favorite superhero. So, um, in in a lot of ways, it did actually exceed my expectations greatly, um, because there was a part of me that was like, oh, it's like just going to be another DC movie where it promises so much and it just flops. You know what I mean? Um, but they did, they brought in a take on Batman that we haven't seen before. And I think it was like really refreshing to see, um, because it kind of gave like a real feel to like Gotham and not like, like, you know what I mean? Like in the dark night, Gotham seems like New York city. Like, in a way like it just seems like a normal city you don't get the vibe but like in Reeves is like the Batman you you get an idea of how like dirty and scummy like Gotham is it's like its own character <clears throat> yeah exactly Gotham is. And it's, like, just like, it's so dirty and wet and dark yeah and it's like riddled with crime and they don't even have to like always show crime you just like know what's going on they don't you know but the other thing is like Cause what I came to understand, like at the end of that movie, I'm like, I didn't expect this to be like a world building setup movie, but that's like exactly what it was, but not in the way where it's like, you would have to go in expecting that. Like it was a phenomenal film as it was. And it was almost weird to use the Riddler as like the big bad, but it worked Mm -hmm. like it was a phenomenal like he was a phenomenal villain to have and And, uh i don't think it was too too crowded having penguin and then falcone and all of them because like no no catwoman there's like oh there's a lot of characters there's like three villains if you want to call it that yeah but um it didn't seem too uh because it's not like the joker where he was like hectic all the time it was just like the riddler it's like he has these victims and they're they're planned out they're spaced out um, like one per day or something, whatever it ended up being. Um, it's a very linear following riddles. Yeah. And then it's like you had these side things um, that were part of the main mission and stuff like that. But and um, and obviously they're all connected within each other, which I really liked. Yeah. Like it wasn't like okay, we ha- we have this main story, but like we're hopping over here to has you know like how Star Wars Last Jedi like they had like the side quest of whatever. I actually haven't even seen it. Oh God. We can't even get into that. But it's like there's a whole side thing that it takes main characters away 
But yes. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I have an idea. You've seen Last Jedi. No, I haven't. Well, since we're, well, since what we're you haven't? actually already talking about it, one of the... I haven't seen it. You haven't seen The Last Jedi? No. Buddy, they went to a casino for, like, the literally hour. three quarters of the movie, and then it didn't even work out. It just didn't work. You saw Rise of Skywalker. No. Is that the most recent one? No, I haven't seen that. How have you even seen the Star I, Wars movies? I don't care Star to watch Wars. the sequel ones, like you the most the first recent one? ones. Yeah. Force so. Awakens. Even though in, in my Ryan opinion, is. the sequels yeah, were course. terrible. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That's the majority there. All right. But yeah, so yeah. But like, um, point of the well, story, since point we're of talking the... about like the world, yeah, I had actually a question about it. Yeah, go. Um, basically, I guess my question was like, did Reeves sell Gotham to you? And like, for me, like I was completely sold because, well, Aiden hinted on it earlier, but um, the Dark Knight was like very much like just New York as is. Like they just said it in New York, like Manhattan, I think specifically. Um, but the Batman, like the one that just came out, um, it, it felt dark and gritty and like very gothic, like Gotham is in the comics and should be um and especially in like um uh the like batman forever uh i can't remember the name of the guy who directed them um i think it's helena bottom carter's husband What's tim burton name? yeah tim burton he, his batmans were like very very gotham in architecture mm. um or gothic sorry and i got that feeling i remember in like bruce wayne's like penthouse or house wherever he was like the really like pointy architecture and like the really like bold lines in the architecture felt very gothic. It was very um, gothic. And then like right off the bat, like they showed Gotham like just overrun by criminals, just like completely overrun, like the teardrop or whatever it's called or the drop, drop head drop um, guy. Teardrop is something um, different. Uh, yeah, the drop heads like uh, robbing the store, um, and then like that that skull gang whoever they were like just beating people up for fun um so it to me it felt like extremely like um like it felt like the comics feel which is always a good thing and um to me it felt like more gotham than the dark knight so in in that regard like it exceeded the dark knight um there was other things that like didn't but that in that specific regard like world building and setting it felt more like gotham to me i think so this might be something that we talk about later on too, but I think what's really important as well is like understanding that that was a very like young Gotham in the sense where it's like after the flood is when you start to get the power grab where it's like the underworld of Gotham really comes out. So it's like, I think what they were trying to like hint at is what we saw in that first movie was like, although it was dark, gritty, and very much more like Gotham, it still didn't even come close to what we're going to see in the now-confirmed, like, sequel. So it's like it didn't feel like it was chaos in Gotham. It was like you have your all the petty crime, then you have, like, the, the crime lords just running the city, and, like, the Iceberg Lounge just, like, in yeah. charge of all that kind of stuff. But now with everything just, like, blown up, it's yeah. like a total reset and there is a power grab. So I really like that idea that they did that. So it's like we start with like a, just like textbook Gotham, but it's like held together. Like it's glued together by all these 
crime families and like, yeah, I you mean, know, it's it's subordinates. Yeah, but um, I yeah, like it's how, definitely glued together by like the crime lords. But to me, yeah. like throughout the movie, again, like literally relentlessly, they're just showing you that the good guys have absolutely no power. They have no. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, especially especially DCPD the cops is a joke. The yeah, mayor's the mayor. like bankrolls like literally you have no chance in this city like it felt hopeless and that's how gotham's supposed to feel like when mm-hmm. when bat like especially before batman and as batman's getting going which this movie was set in i think yeah and like i think that was like phenomenal of them i i really there was a really good appreciation for them bringing out that side of gotham but like i'm i'm so excited to see because they've already set that up because you've already got that image of like the chaos like the chaos of gotham but that's like that's without the joker without uh who who else would even like because riddler was there but like before penguin in power mr freeze good point uh poison ivy solomon grundy yeah there's all all the there's a there's a lot of villains yeah and i'm i'm just excited to see who the next big bad is to be honest i mean it's got to be court of owls or mr freeze right like that court of owls would be so cool Mm -hmm. i think they'll keep doing like the multi-villain approach instead of having like just one big guy like i kind of like that with um superhero stuff going forward in general because it's like after after thanos i think it's like and yeah. just, in, just in the whole multi, like I'm not multiverse, the whole movie industry. Like I like having like multiple things, like more of a gang up. Like, um, like it's not, it's not just one big bad person because it's like it's one person versus. I guess like Batman is just there's only Batman there. Yeah. But um, I, I like I don't like just like Batman versus like OP villain. And but we, you know, I guess I guess I, my I think... point. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I think almost my point would be like I so like to agree with you I think they did it perfectly in this movie where it's like you see a bunch of these different villains that have a hand in the Gotham underworld but it's like they're not necessarily in play like they have information and they play a big role because of the information that they possess like like Penguin for example like because Penguin isn't a big OP brawler villain but Reeves played really well into the fact that like penguins like a behind the scenes player like he he does his crime on the side he's not he's not gonna fight batman one-on-one yeah and neither would the riddler to that point but mm-hmm. that's why it was kind of that darker noir like you don't get this although there was a big final battle it wasn't a it was a strategic battle that the joke or the uh yeah. riddler didn't take part in right so i i like that a lot where it I actually mean, and, played and- into like taking a look at the strengths of like these villains and actually not trying to like put in like you said like this one overpowered villain like yeah you can throw bane in there and have him and batman just do like, it I think out. They, go ahead i think they have to um establish a power hierarchy which um i don't know who's gonna be at the top of that either like likely it'll be joker because i mean in the comics joker always is um, but they they definitely could do Court of Owls because they're always pulling strings in Gotham. Um, but I think that they definitely have to establish some sort of hierarchy. And um, with with Falcone gone, because he 
spoiler, he dies at the end, I, I believe, or he's arrested. I can't remember. He does. Um, I think he's yeah. dead though, right? He, he was does. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a, a power void, which likely Penguin will fill because it's the most natural. And in the comics, Penguin was always a crime lord. He wasn't like a like the Joker's like just a he's sort of a crime lord, but he's just he's a, just a, a psychopath that like just does yeah. stuff for fun and to to screw with Batman. So um, I think that they're they're going to have to establish that in the trilogy that they're going to do. Um, but I actually really like the multi-villain approach as well because. Um, like Brady said with Thanos, like you're really like not gonna ever be just a main big villain. Like, yeah, there can be an overarching one, but I don't know if there's ever gonna be like a guy like Heath Ledger that can just carry a movie for you. Yeah. Um, like I think like the Joker, and we'll talk about this other later, I think he's gonna be good, but like he's just I doubt he's gonna be able to carry it. So probably yeah. gonna like what one of the guys that I really, really wanted to see and I think would fit this Gotham perfectly is professor pig who essentially yes, just wears yeah. a pig mask and he's insane and he's just a serial killer and like he chops people up and i think with this gotham that that reeves is set up and it's super super dark and and grimy i think that he would be absolutely perfect um in in the next movie or the third or something like that i think though like with Professor Pig, like he'd be a way better like side villain because I think that goes as well with the Oh yeah, like, absolutely. He's he's not gonna give you the big like main villain type feel that the Riddler would. But so just to your point, like earlier when you said like about the power hierarchy, I think that's the one cool thing that they have going for them is that they don't have a plan for that. You know what I mean? Where it's like cause now we get to see like these villains like actually try because who knows like in this next movie like that's that's what a lot of it might be about and like they have an arkham tv series coming out like i think that yeah will allow there to be that kind of like battle for power in gotham mm -hmm. with like and i i, I think, think it's actually gonna be the tv show Go ahead. i think the tv show will definitely i think that'll actually like start establishing the hierarchy um mm -hmm. because what for what other reason would you have a tv show just about the the inmates at arkham right yeah like you have to establish the riddler or or sorry yeah. the, the joker and i mean even in this like the the one minute or two minute or minute and a half whatever it was um seen at the end of this movie you already sh like they already showed that the joker was manipulating joker or uh, the riddler sorry um like he was manipulating him like so hard um yeah just saying like uh he's going to be his friend because that's that's who the riddler was looking for in the end he was looking for a friend to like tear down the system with i guess and he thought it was going to be batman but he found joker at the end so mm -hmm. um yeah it'll be really interesting to see i, I don't think we're he, he's done with the riddler yet i mean in the comics like they all keep coming back no matter what so they could do mm -hmm. anything yeah yeah i think they'll get a little band together for sure that'll be fun and then like ryan said i think we talked about this when I came out, just like you get like your sinister six together, but like Joker's kind of just like behind the scenes pulling the strings. He's never yeah. like putting himself on the front lines um, or doing like any dirty work necessarily. Cause like, not that Riddler is like fighting Batman, but like he's doing the dirty work. He's killing yep. people, he's setting the traps and stuff like that. Like, I think Joker just, he'll go around playing with everybody and. I talked to you guys too about this, about like, it'd be cool to see um, 
Joker kind of play both sides like he does in Telltale in that Batman would has to work with Joker at one point to like stop something much much larger at hand and it's like there's no other way to to work through it you know I've always I always loved that dynamic between Batman and Joker that like sometimes they are forced to work together and put their differences aside and you know become did you do you think that cop. this would be like be, it would be suitable for that because it already seems like they hate each other like very much like it's like I, with the with the scene that they released afterwards with well, he, Barry Keegan and, and he went to go well he went to Joker for help right he gave him the files yeah and the I Joker think, jerked him around pretty much but that's so if we're talking about like that type of help where he goes to like Joker with like the files or like for information or whatever and Joker like like does what he did like jerks him around a little bit but ultimately like helps him out does like help him out but like yeah you know like jerks him around gets gets inside his head a little bit like plays plays to like his quote-unquote like darkness like because that's that's essentially just what he wants to see like he wants to piss batman off he wants to get inside of that like darkness that he has in his head and like um I, th- I think if we see something like that, like, yeah, that would be cool. But, like, them, like, physically working side by side, I have to agree with Ryan. I don't I don't know if I see that happening in, like, Reeves's... No. I mean, universe. you know, that, that's Silence Ham's type um, relationship would work perfectly. And, I mean, they've already established that. Like, that's obviously what they were going for with that scene. And I think that they, that scene probably could have been in the movie and it would have worked well. Um, I don't... Like, he, I know he had reasons for getting rid of it. Um, I don't know if I agree with those, but I think that the Hannibal Lecter, because like he's already in Arkham, right? Like they don't have to necessarily like rush to break him out, like classic Joker style. Like they could just let him sit there, let Batman come to him, and just fill his head with like nonsense and and doubt. And because mm. the Joker's main goal is just to break Batman, and yeah. um, he's really the only one that can keep up with Batman in the comics. But, I mean, the Riddler's really smart, but I mean he's never like the Joker. So, I mean, yeah. it, it depends how much they want to stick to the comics too, right? Like, yeah, they've, they've done a good job so far. Like, yeah, they, they merged a couple of the arcs. Um, I know that the long Halloween was a, a pretty big influence with this one. Mm-hmm. Was it? I believe. I think I, so. Yeah. Just like the, I the multiple the, villains type. I think the long Halloween would come after. Like with the you power, know what I mean? like the power grab. Yeah. Where, cause that's where you get like, all the big bads that they're absolutely because that's the thing the entire thing with the long halloween is like that is where everyone is at their absolute worst and that's where people like that's where like some of these villains actually die like um and like because the video game as well uh arkham knight drew in's yeah arkham knight uh of course like drew some inspiration from that um and obviously at the end of that batman dies but I don't know. I don't know if that happens in the comics, but I mean, I'm excited to watch the uh, excited to watch the movies, part one and two of the Long Halloween. Oh yeah, I haven't seen. Also, um, I'm excited for the Batman video game coming out. Yes, Gotham Knights. Yeah, we are very excited for that. Looks cool. Um, but the the big bad in the Long Halloween is Scarecrow. And he's he's uh, kind Scarecrow's of the one another pulling. really really good villain. I agree, especially like especially for the Reeves universe. Like, 
Uh, he was in Batman Begins. He was in all three, technically. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, was, but yeah, he was. But yeah, Killian Murphy man. killed it like he always does. He he's a very good like he is a good scarecrow. Like he's just got the he's got the build for it. But mm-hmm. it would honestly be cool to see Scarecrow as not not just as a guy wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Like because that's that's all he was in like Batman Begins and stuff. Like he wasn't an actual physical threat, but like. I would love to see him actually using the scythe and stuff like, you know, like an actual serial killer type yeah. vibe. Like in the video games. It's like he's he's scary. Like it's all yeah. horror. Yeah, exactly. Which I think yeah, Matt, and- Reeves, he, Matt Reeves should continue to do dark and like messed yeah. up and psych- psychological. Like you don't have to do um, like with especially like the way um, Christian Bale ended with like Bane, which is Bane is just more like just brute strength and taking over and power yeah. whereas like like with um with all this new stuff it's like psychological and like puzzling i think they're going to continue with like detective mode and yeah. like and, and psychological stuff and like forcing bruce wayne to really like look look at himself and be like i need you know i need to figure this out i hope so and I mean, there's no going back now, right? Like he set he set the like the tone of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I think he has. Like, there's no going. You can't you can't switch it up. Like, uh, because you know the the Dark Knight was not as like dark. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. it wasn't. Um, this is this series feels like much more darker and grimy. And I mean, this movie was a detective noir, but I mean, you could always change the style. Like if you're going to have Scarecrow as a main villain, you could always do like a psychological thriller as a movie. I think that would work really well. I mean, oh, why absolutely. not? Like, yeah. And then still have Penguin on this side. You still have Catwoman, Riddler and Joker. And then whoever else you want to bring in or or whoever else comes out of the TV show or yeah, um, and Robin, I think they're going to be bringing in as well. Because like there's a lot of characters. Really? Yeah, See, that's like that's actually I, that's what me. I was gonna ask about. Because they they left a, a shit ton, like a yeah. lot of little hints at Robin. Every little kid he saw, he like stared at for five minutes. Like the one <laughs> kid whose dad died. Yeah, the, literally the well, scene was on him for a good five minutes. I was like, is this guy gonna become Robin now, or like what's the plan here? think he was more uh you know what i guess so but i think he was more just like empathizing with the kid like you know what i mean i think that was empathy yeah of course but in the the comics that's that's you know what fair because dick grayson's parents die yeah well yeah that's like it's a perfect recruit that's what he does yeah yeah i guess so he like he fathers dick grayson but so my other point to that is like that's that's where I'm kind of like, if they are to introduce Robin, this next movie would have to be like minimum five years in the future. Like minimum. I think it'll be in the future. I don't see any now. problem with doing a time skip. No, I, I don't. I, for the record, I don't either. Especially with it, the TV show, if that takes even like a year or two. Yeah. And then Bat, you can, it's like, I, I have no problem with like kind of skipping Batman's becoming batman like i don't i don't need to see years two three four five yeah we can go two to five it's like he's older and he's in more of a position and he's more experienced and mature that we didn't see in this movie where he could adopt a robin um also like the the black kid from the skull gang who's 
in Gotham, yeah. in Gotham right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd People... be a good. And he's like, uh, he's uh, he's acted in other stuff too. So it's not like just an yeah, unknown. Meant, like yeah. he he has done other stuff. Yeah. I think they set so, that up pretty so well. I, I think. Okay. It would. So my only point being because, uh, uh, just my only point being because, like, that was like obviously a very, very young Batman who was still figuring stuff out. Yeah, he was, which I liked. I do. uh, Yeah, you know what? I I have to agree with you. I loved it as well. But um, it it's like one of those things where it's like you'd think that he would have to get his own shit together before he even thinks about like getting a Robin involved. Yeah, but because. In in the moment, I was like, well, Batman wouldn't do this. He wouldn't just walk into the club. And then after movie, I'm like, wait a second. Like a, a young, experienced, happy-go-lucky Batman would do that. Yeah, because he's stupid and he would make mistakes. I'll rattle, ladda, I'll rat. No habla español, fellas. Sorry, what were you saying before, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just for just for like to tell you guys because like I think that the audio is a little bit off, which is why I keep trying like interrupting you guys. That's okay. I think like my connection's a little bit poor, which is why like it's just so off because sometimes I can hear like I talk and then I hear it like three seconds later. So if that's, oh, that's what, okay. like if I'm interrupting you guys, hello, that's why. But um, okay. what I was saying is like a really big part of the movie or what like most people had questions with at least that I saw on Twitter with, which I guess isn't everybody but um people were pissed off at like the batman bruce wayne duality like it was just batman um to me that made the most sense because like he was so young and just immersed as batman he had no time for bruce wayne and he just like he just didn't care about bruce wayne and so it made a lot of sense to me but people were pissed off because um they wanted to see more bruce wayne but like how did it feel to you guys do you want to go you can go first brady uh yeah that was one of my criticisms originally because like i like i like seeing bruce wayne and batman like two different people but it did feel like one but then like again you reflect on it it's like he's so young and he's so like trying to get a grip on it and he's really really immersed in batman like he's he's always on he's always thinking about the he's always thinking about the like the the riddles and what's going on he's there's no off mode he's not showing his face in you know in public at all which I think will change in the second one. So like I'm okay with um with all that, because uh, I think at the end of this movie he kind of realizes that in order to be that beacon of hope he has to be Bruce Wayne and he has to like take charge of like the of renewal or whatever it is or make a real change in the mayor not the in the mayor in the city and not just by Batman and like cleaning up the thugs but he has to be a beacon of hope as Bruce Wayne as well and you know work with the mayor. And all that kind of stuff. So, um, I I would have still I would have liked to see like a bit more emotion as like a as a Bruce Wayne or just like not just like mumbling inaudibly kind of stuff. But um, and it's like or if he's like mean to Alfred, I'm like you stop that right now. Apologize. Wakes up from a coma. You lied to me. He's <laughs> like he's just barely survived a, an explosion meant for Bruce. Oh, Master Wayne, you came to see me. Thank you so much. You lied to me. What the fuck's wrong with you, Alfred? <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> fuck you, Alfred. That was one sure. of the biggest criticisms I had. Like, the movie needed way more Alfred. Just, like, yeah, a half an hour more Alfred. 
Andy Circus is way too good to be sitting on the sidelines like that. Yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish there's more Alfred and like less like Gordon and Batman scenes, maybe. And those those scenes worked. I just loved uh I love Alfred. But maybe he'll be a part of the second one more and like getting Bruce Wayne out there and um being himself and like learning how to be like his father was in the good ways. Hey, and you know, if he, if he gets a Robin, I feel like, like, uh, Alfred will be like more valuable than ever because like Batman doesn't know how to be a dad or a father figure, but Alfred yeah. does. So like, yeah. I feel like there could be a lot of really good scenes there, um, with True. that kind of stuff. That'd be fun. I think so. Just to put in my two cents about, uh, like the Batman and Bruce Wayne duality. Um, honestly, like I, I enjoyed it because so I, I get why people are upset because it's like, yeah, they want to see Bruce Wayne, but it's like, realistically, the, the entire point behind Matt Reeves's take on Bruce Wayne and the Batman, especially at his young age is that he's, he's an obsessive, mentally ill, depressed, like, young adult right um who hasn't he doesn't know who he is and he hasn't yet come to reason with his parents death so like he's trying to figure out his purpose and everything and like um but like the because the biggest thing is you have to think like would somebody who like has a mental illness who's like severely depressed and like on top of that like has an obsessive disorder like would they want to go out and about all the time and like do stuff for other people when they feel like, I I don't know, like feels like the world has like shunned him or whatever, even though he's like a billionaire, like, um, he, he, I don't know that that's just something that I saw. That's like pretty interesting. It's like what, what some people don't pick up on is that he's, he's not that interesting of a character right now because he doesn't want to be, going out and about he doesn't want to do this stuff because he hates himself he doesn't know who he is he hates everyone else around him he thinks everyone's out to get him so it's like at the end of the movie when he finally saves all those people and he's like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. this is this is what i can do like i've i've finally made a difference like i'm not just beating up thugs anymore Mm -hmm. i'm actually a symbol of hope for the city Mm -hmm. so it's like i agree in the sense where it's like yeah like next movie like you're right like he he might chase that feeling where it's like now we might see him be like okay like people don't hate me no one's out to get me i just wasn't doing anything to deserve that like that uh what's it called like people loving me as a symbol of hope or whatever but i mean the other thing is we did see some pretty raw emotion from a bruce wayne like when he approached Falcone about killing his parents and like mm-hmm. um, that type of stuff. So like we we saw there was like some pretty clear aggression, emotion and pain coming from that end. But um, no, I, I just think I I think I'm happy with the way they did the, the character split. And I think what we saw from Bruce Wayne was pretty telling of like his condition at the time and like uh, his obsession to like fighting crime and how that plays into him going forward as like Batman. I agree. But I do hope that they give him a bit more pizzazz coming up. Yeah. Maybe I I don't that was and you know what? This is that's my biggest gripe with like um 
because I think I think Christian Bale is a phenomenal actor. Like he is an unbelievable actor. But I just didn't like how in the Dark Knight movies he was like completely just like you know what I mean? I don't want Robert Pattinson to be a playboy. No, yeah. Like yeah. And this extra, you know, extrovert kind of guy that Christian Bale was more like. But just yeah. like I just want to see him leave the house, you know, do a do a public thing. Donate do the, some, you know. Do the Morbius dance. Yeah. I think that the Riddler <laughs> did a good job at um showing Bruce like, oh shit, like maybe I should be doing more as carrying on the Wayne tradition and helping people and you know realize recognizing my privilege because he was saying like you were an orphan but you were living up in a tower like a billionaire's tower that doesn't sound like an orphan to me or whatever he said yep so it's like although obviously he lost his parents too like they're all orphans it's like you have to recognize like we're like out here in the slums and you're in a tower you know yeah with a fucking butler so i think i think um I think the Riddler got a, did a good job at getting to getting to Bruce and being like, okay, you know what, I do, you know, I'm gonna step it up now, and um, and yeah, but he's gonna have a tough, tough, uh, tough challenge to face with the yeah. shitty going to shit. So, um, one of the last questions I had, I guess, was, um. What was the like? What didn't you like about the movie? Like, what didn't sell you about the movie? Because there was a couple things for me, and if you guys have anything off the top of your head, I could always go first. Yeah, I think you. Unless Brady has anything, like I, I have nothing. Like I just, I just have the one that Noel said. But if you're gonna say one of those, Ryan, no, no, I have a different one. I have a different one. Uh, I forget. You can, you can help me if you know what i'm talking about like it was very i don't know what the word like expositional or like they kind of explained yeah. what was happening a bit too much like um I yeah noel he said it really his well his point like how, was um yeah yeah his point was like uh they really should have shown more and told less um whereas they told more and showed less like yeah. um what he means is like everybody knew that it was a rat maze batman didn't have to explain to us the audience and to gordon that it was a rat maze you know what i mean like everybody and their mothers knew what that was so it's just that's what he means by like exposition like useless exposition like he's just he's like just telling the audience what it is but you could just show us and we'll understand um Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the main gripes he had with it yeah i think it happened kind of throughout the movie like there's a lot of explaining of things where it's like some you know uh, it didn't leave the viewer like a massive amount of room to kind of like figure things out yourself. It kind of just like really guided you. Um, the only thing we didn't know was like what was coming next or kind of, or stuff like that, or like the riddle right before he solved it, like a second later kind of thing. So I think that was one of the, like one of the bigger things for me. Because like and like people are like, oh, like Batman, he didn't care about. Uh, the people dying in the car crash and the pregnant. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like this, this is a 20 year old fucking Batman. Who's just, he has his target. He doesn't, and he just, he, he gets like really just, ex, you know, adre- yeah. adrenaline. He is focused and he's dialed in. Um, If this is like a 40 year old Batman and he's just like fucking causing explosions on the highway. Like I, that might be a little different, but yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I don't really agree with that gripe. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, fuck. 
that's that's where I like that's where I'd say like people are pulling at straws there. Like that's where and that that's one of those things that's like extra like it's it's never conf- like obviously like the cars blew up so you can assume they're dead, but it's not like there's a whole thing. There's like a news story. It's like ten dead on highway during Batman pursuit. Like it's just like something like in the background, like like the Avengers. It's like well. They did all this, but they probably killed 300 people. It's like, you don't think about that. That's just, yeah. like, extra stuff that you're going to exactly pull at. But, um, no, I, 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 you know, I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't too slow for me personally. Like, I thought um, I was interested the whole time. And, you know, the, it's like even in the slower parts, like, the cinematography is just so beautiful. The the shots, the the score, like, everything just, just kept me in it personally. So, there's also oh, yeah, like the score was phenomenal. Even even in the slower moments, like there's stuff happening. Like there's there's wheels turning, right? So it's like um although there's no guns going off, it's like there's there's suspense and there's like actually like stuff that's being led up to. So I, I thought like not to not to steer us away from Brady by any means, but just to go off your point, like I think I think you guys bring up a really good point with the expositional stuff because now that you mention it, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, like you're you're not wrong there, but like, yeah, I feel like overall, like that is something I can get over, and like, yeah. I'm such a Batman simp, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ever gonna say that was like because that actually was that's my favorite Batman movie, like I think like, um, I might get reaved for taking it over the Dark Knight, but, um. I think I would actually take that no, one over I the Dark Knight. It's on par with the Dark Knight. The re- Dark Knight, different to me, it, it is a little bit better. And the main gripe I had with this movie, I actually didn't realize it until like I let like kind of like sat with it and and thought about it. But like the 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 final third of the movie, like the first, like the the first and second third of the movie was like nine point nine out of ten, like. Like there was, I mean, there was expositional stuff, um, but other than that, it was basically perfect. I mean, I never thought that there'd be an opening to a Batman movie as good as the Dark Knight's opening, where you had the several Jokers that you know went into rob the bank and then they all like successfully like are successionally killed the one yeah. bef- before turn them. On each, the turn on um, each other, yeah. Yeah, and then and then it ended up with all that was left was the Joker, and I thought that that was like a perfect opening to a movie. It yeah. set the stage, it set like the brutality of the Joker and what so on and so forth. Um, but the opening to this movie was extremely good, like on yeah. par with it. Yeah, I, I, I thought that the opening monologue by Batman it felt super like film noiry, um, which is perfect for this type of Batman. I mean, like picture perfect. Mm-hmm. um and i thought the monologue was good too like it was good writing um it felt good um yeah. and then showing obviously the drop head the basically just how hopeless the like life in this city is um and then eventually showing up like coming out of the alley you could hear his footsteps coming and then just being the shit out of that the skeleton yeah. gang yep so like i thought it was perfect of, the, the theme but, of fear was just huge which i liked yeah um like uh people were afraid of the shadows because the idea that he might be there um yeah. i thought was really really cool realistic um, too but the like final the- third of the movie um for me was like it, it lacked a lot and specifically it had to do with like the riddler's end game because i really liked the, the riddler at the start in the middle of the movie 
um, for him, he was just so brutally specific. It was very, very, very personal um, at, at the beginning. Like he, he targeted the mayor, the police chief, um, the DA and Bruce Wayne, like all of them were so intimate and, and personal and like just really angry and visceral. And then his end game was just like, uh, he attacked everyone and, and like, he just blew up the city. It just yeah. felt like an unnecessarily like big ending that, you know, if you like closed it off a little bit, made it a little bit more specific, it could have felt more believable because it's just a wild switch up from the really specific personal hits the the, the Riddler was doing to just attacking every citizen and killing everybody and like yeah. setting gunmen on, on like their, yeah. their arena or whatever it was. Um, I just felt like it could have been really like a lot more personal, um, his end game. Uh, and I mean, it was because they had that, like that talk when he was behind the, the bars or the glass, um, that really good scene, um, with, mm-hmm. uh, the Riddler and Batman, but like, yeah, just the end game felt a little bit too impersonal for me when the entire movie established how like personal it was for the Riddler. So I, I don't know. It just felt a little bit off to me. Um, a little unnecessarily like big because it's a big movie and you have to see the explosions or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can just close it off a little bit, just like focus in on, on specifics and, and keep it more personal. It felt more on brand. That's the only problem I really had with the movie. I, so I don't necessarily disagree with that point, but I do have a couple of things why I think so. I definitely agree in the sense where it's like, um, yeah, it probably could have been a little less like, I I feel like a flood is kind of just like a weird way to uh, end off the big battle. But it kind of reminds me of Dark Knight Rises. with Like Bane blowing up all the bridges. (laughs) Yeah. I just I just got like a flashback to that kind of moment. Um. But I think, like, overall, there's a lot more importance to that final battle because it introduced a lot, first of all. Like, we saw that side of Batman where it's, like, he's just beating the shit out of that one guy mm-hmm. once he, like, shoots himself up with the venom or whatever it might have been. Ketamine. Just absolutely letting loose on that guy. And I think that's where, it like, and I think that's a significant moment, although kind of small, and they didn't dive deep into it, but I feel like we might see that come back in the next movie um i i think a like the other thing is we got to see batman be a pretty big badass and like fight in a group setting which was really cool fight side by side with catwoman which was awesome um but more importantly i think and we talked about this at the very beginning of this podcast episode but that flood sets up what's going to come for the next episodes like although like we saw gotham being hopeless and like this shitty place like it's just going to be so much worse from here on out because that's what it's going to be like they're going to be recovering from that flood and the damage and so all these people that were doing well are suddenly now like homeless like uh anything that had any hope whatsoever was instantly taken from gotham from that flood except for batman it's like so now because of that flood, like anyone that had anything nice going on in their life, like no longer. So it's like all they have to look to is Batman. So I think that flood was significant in a lot of different ways, but I do agree with you. It's it's like it's a weird way to do it, but um, just yeah, I mean, I guess like 
in that point of view, I, I guess it's just a means to an end to like get that whole um like rebirth of like the Batman that he wants to become as opposed to the Batman he was. So I guess it makes sense like that. But like there was just other parts in the final third that like you know, like Batman's like the greatest detective alive, one of the smartest people on the planet, um, according to the comics. And his entire plan was to just jump onto the cable and <laughs> electrocute himself. Like I feel like <laughs> like the greatest detective alive could have like figured something a little bit better out well, without stopping his heart. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe he had his so, his anti anti shock suit on. Well, I th- I think it was one of got, it was one of those things where into next week. But it yeah, was one of those things where he, he, was fine. he came to the understanding where it's like he sees all those people in the water down below and he's like, if I don't do this now, like all these people die. Like, so it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it was more to the point where, yeah, he's a smart guy, but he's like, he's a hero. And that's like, that's his hero moment where he's like, if I don't do this right this second, like it doesn't matter about me. It matters about the people down below. But like it. It also it took Christian Bale three movies to get to that point where he flies the bomb out and presumably blows up. Yeah. So it's like for like a twenty year old it's not twenty, but it's for a twenty three year old Batman to do that. Just like sacrifice, sacrifice, and then like kind of be a leader of the people. Um I loved it, but it's just like it's just a different Batman. Like I I'm not gonna compare yeah. it to you can't compare it to like everything to the Dark Knight trilogy, but uh it, um, it is fun looking at like, the comparisons. Like it, yeah, it is, there's a lot. It's on purpose. It's too. cool to see how you can compare Christian Bale's bat and like and when I use the term Christian Bale's Batman versus like Pattinson's Batman, like I'm not necessarily speaking to the way that they played the role or anything. I just mean like the development yeah. that the director put in front of them for their role. Yeah, but yeah, so. But I, I like it, and I I love when the overhead shot of him leading them with the flare, yeah, in the water. That's another great shot, and I, yeah, just like, a, just he's a, he is the symbol of hope. It's like it, in a hopeless city, and he has the light, and they're following him, and then he's on the rooftop, and he's you know he's carrying them over, and everyone's like scared to let go of him now. Yeah. So, I think that just mirrors the beginning of the movie where it's like you look in the dark and it's like, holy fuck, I'm so scared that Batman's in there that I'm just going to run away. And I'm like a tough thug as opposed to the end of the movie where people are just clinging to him and following him everywhere. And like, he is like, that's a good point. I I just thought of that now. I'm sure that's been like talked about. I I was about to say, I actually, (laughs) I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're right. There was the, there's, there's that parallel there where you see like the dark subway station with him stepping out of the dark and beating the shit out of like thugs and them running away. And then mm-hmm. you've got the sun coming up on the top of a stadium yeah. and people are like hugging him and like, like, please don't let me go. Like, please stay with me. Like, yeah. so that's, that's an interesting parallel you bring up. I never thought about that. Good job. Good job, Matt. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like the ending. I love the scene with the flare. The cinematography was also excellent. I believe it was. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it was Greg or Greg Fraser. Um, he just won a yeah. an Oscar for cinematography because he did Dune as well. Dune, yeah. Um, Still haven't um, seen that either. He also did Rogue One. Um, not surprisingly, the best uh, Vader um, I love scene Rogue of all One. time. So badass. Which is which is um, which is cool because Batman has a Vader scene. 
Yeah. Um, with them, but you could say his entrance at that very beginning was kind of Vader esque, but then like the the hallway scene, yeah. at the Iceberg Lounge upstairs, um, where he, which is I a, think he's a, truly like he's a just an amazing like he's he's built the same way. There's a huge black looking uh, like outfit, black outfit looking, just <laughs> dark thing, and then that's just like he's walking through, and all you see is like the lights fl- of the guns flashing, which is kind of like all the the you know the blasters and the lightsaber like it was a very similar scene you can tell that's the same guy doing it so i was hoping you had this but since we're on this like topic here sorry ryan were you done your point oh i was just saying like he's like he's just otherworldly good at cinematography i hope he does the next 10 batmans i hope so. oh for sure um but so because you brought up that scene like i was kind of curious as we started talking about scenes in the movie and stuff like do you guys have like a favorite scene from that movie or do you think like is is it too hard to pick purely because there's like not too many good scenes but like it's just there's just too many scenes you know what I'm talking about Yeah I I I actually thought about asking this and I have one like right off the dome okay. Well I have two um but my favorite okay I'll just I'll say the other one because I mean, I think it's the best, like one of the best car chase scenes of all time. I, and obviously it's yeah. beautifully shot and the Batmobile is really cool. I mean, it basically is a jet engine in the back, which is insane. But oh, yeah. um, I thought it was really cool. And and uh, just like with the Penguin and Colin Farrell was really good. And and the shot of him like um, upside down walking out of the fire was like, yeah, God that's, tier. That's, so that's like the best, the best frame of the movie. I'll, like, I'll, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah it yeah. was really cool eh? like oh it was awesome God. yeah um but my favorite scene or like i guess like it was a combination of scenes maybe um is when like selena kyle had like the eye thing in and she was he was being directed by uh batman or she was being directed by batman and talking to him i thought that that was a really cool like fun scene like in just in yeah. the middle of the movie where she like goes into the iceberg lounge and, and i thought that one was really fun like I like that they work yeah. like a perfect buddy cop because and it makes sense because why would Selena just work for him? Like yeah. she has her own personal stuff that she's worried about. She's like, I don't care about you doing this riddler that. Like I'm here. I'm trying to find my friend. Like yeah, it, it seems like we can help each other a little bit. And then it's like as soon as she figures something out, she's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna do my own thing," which yeah. I like because that that yeah yeah you get you get the and there was pretty instant chemistry between the two as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, but. So like yeah, I like that as you get that anti-hero vibe. And yeah. It was also cool seeing like cuz in that movie we didn't get to see a lot of Batman's gadgets, which I liked for the record. Um but that's the thing, we get to well, see didn't have many. pretty But that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like even his his Batmobile was like self-built. Like everything yeah, yeah. he had was like self-built. He didn't have a Lucius Fox to like give him military grade stuff. So it's like it was cool seeing a gadget that like worked really well for his situation, but was like, like j- janky in the sense where it's like he, he was watching it on a little screen from like a tower and connected through like an earpiece. Not like we would see in like, for example, like the dark Knight, where if Anne Hathaway had a, uh, like a, um, a contact lens in, and the ear thing, Bruce Wayne would be in the Batcave watching on a giant monitor, right? So, like, I, I think it was cool to see, like, that. We get to see, like, one of the 
jankier young Batman gadgets, but um Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I I think uh I think the iceberg lounge was probably like as Batman was like probably first, my like favorite. The first scene. time? When, yeah, when he, fighting, walks, like, when he walks when he walks in everybody. there and just beats the shit out of everybody. Like I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is badass. Like that was that was an awesome scene. He just goes up there, manhandles penguin. Oh yeah, like it was it was really cool. Um, and obviously, like so, what reminded me of it was you saying like we got to see that Vader scene, which yeah, I mean, you see that in the commercial, like we saw that in the previews commercials, and it was like, oh, this movie looks awesome. Yeah, and it, it like it delivered like, um. But that that oh was boy, like a did really it ever cool deliver? scene. <laughs> well, like I was afraid that they were just gonna post all like the really good scenes in the trailer and just like have like a a, a mid other part of the movie, but like <laughs> all of it was good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my favorite, other than like the opening sequences, which I loved, um, in the Vader scene. I also I'm gonna go with the uh, the funeral scene. Oh, um, true. Just like from the very beginning, like when he pulls up, like when he's, or not even when he pulls up, like when he's driving, you know, like the protesters and the police and the mourners. And that's like, because that's like the first time we see him out in public. Yeah. And you can see how, because I think we forget like how big of a celebrity he is. And he's like the number one person in Gotham. But like, you wouldn't even know because like he's just, he's always in his room, you know, he's listening to, you know, Link, you know, Lincoln Park and stuff. Or he's in the back cave, or he's he's going out, and then that's like the first time like all the cameras are on him. They're asking him questions and shit, and it was cool kind of seeing him talk to Falcone and and them as Bruce Wayne, yeah, not knowing anything, and just going through the crowd scanning. You know, he looks up and he sees Paul Dano or uh, the Riddler after everything happens, and I love how like Ave Maria's in the background, and you can like hear all the the screaming and the car running people over in the background like Mm -hmm. the scene still plays on but like the tension is just so high and then yeah you know he sees the boy he has that moment he saves him and then even into the whole you know trying to talking to the riddler through the facetime and getting the guy to answer questions he's just like yelling at him and he's solving all the riddles in real time and yeah he just fucking blows up but i I don't that whole thing was like just there's there's tense and it was cool and yeah yeah i think think there's a lot of good scenes to pick from there and and i i I like i like the interrogation scene too like i love when batman was just screaming at you screaming at i'm like what what did you do No, <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! This is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, but I, I, I like that part. I like him just. Yeah, just he's getting so just mad at him, which I liked a lot too. Like, because in real life, you would just lose your patience with someone like the Riddler, who's just so messed up, and he's just fucking, he's just tearing you about and just like tugging you off. Like <laughs> a young Batman, like he would, you just get pissed off. Like you yeah. just want to, I just want to beat the piss out of you. Like shut the fuck up. Tell me, tell me what happened. Yeah, exactly. So it reminds me of like the "Where's the Trigger" um, part in the Dark Knight. Like it felt like like an homage. Oh to that yeah, almost. yeah. I think there's a lot of homage and um, and also kind of like because like we didn't know if he knew that he was Bruce Wayne 
but in the end he doesn't i don't think so but like at, the, no. at, the, at first at first because he was saying like bruce wayne and you're like oh shit he knows who he is and then nikki started talking in third person and you're like oh he doesn't know who it is so yeah <laughs> that was i like that too well speaking of joker like one of the or sorry riddler one of like the weird parts that kind of pulled me out was like that whole like facebook thing where he's like like a an influencer oh. where he was just like oh hey guys uh <laughs> thanks for all the likes What's and up? subs What's i was up, like well this Riddler is it's a gang. sign of the time I, I was like it's a sign of the times but at the same point i was like like this is so not needed for like the tone of them it just didn't fit the tone of the movie to me he was like being like an absolute goofball on on online and being like no thanks he, for he, thanks for the thanks for the tip on uh, on the bombs guys it yeah is, it but is, like, that is real life though i like as like that makes sense because i think someone like the riddler would have like a uh what's it called dark like a dark web twitch app and like use that to get people yeah um, together it, it did seem a little corny with like all the comments it's like i love war <laughs> it's like guns are the best yeah like okay. that seemed a little corny <laughs> what time are you guys gonna be there <laughs> hey, can we stop at Timmy's first <laughs> i love war 29 and it, yeah so like I think they could have done that scene a bit better, but I would have kept the I would have kept that streaming in there. Yeah, not not but like sup guys, uh, thanks very much. Like I I wouldn't I would change that a bit. But it's also like the thing is though he's like he's an awkward the, dude. He's an awkward but that's, dude. He's a he's an awkward like young adult still. Yeah. Like yeah. these these guys are just like they're our age. They're just us. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I guess it makes have... a little bit of sense because like the Riddler was just like looking to belong somewhere and I guess like he found yeah. like where he, like in his Riddlerettes or whatever he, he got going yeah. on. Um but <laughs> yeah, it just felt I, like weird to me. I, I thought I I thought it was a little weird how it just like escalated escalated right to like mass shooting. I was like, Oh, okay, we're doing this now. <laughs> that that kind of took that kind of at, at first i was like oh shit like are we am i ready to watch a mass shooting at like an arena i was like but um but it, it turned out okay i i think it uh, like the reason i think that was kind of cool is because you just wouldn't expect that right you think of something calculated and precise but then it turns into this oh we've got every notable citizen in gotham in one building right now let's just and then assassinate Rip. the mayor in front of all of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was calculated. I mean, they, they, they used the water to drive everybody inside, and then they were going to, like, just mass shoot everybody. But that's, so it was calculated. But that's what I mean. It, it, was, was... it was smart enough to be like that, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't precise to the extent. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah no I get it yeah uh, I mean I mean I talked about it earlier but like it it just, it definitely felt impersonal compared to yep. what he was yes. doing at the start but uh, yeah and uh, I, another thing like I just don't know what the GCPD is getting paid to do because like how did nobody <laughs> see this this like massive like web page that was just like hey guys <laughs> when are we all meeting up next Tuesday to kill the entire city. <laughs> Like surely there'd be one mole in there that's like the tech guy, who's like he like, or the oh, one I... guy that like you know that looks for like hashtag AK forty seven and then like finds like <laughs> this sub subreddit or, of people that are like but it's like the entire point people. is it's it's on the dark web like that like, that's just not something you would just come across right oh yeah they, they there's have, definitely have, police officers on them yeah they have departments for that 
And also they're like, yo, go to this store and get this exact mask and duct tape. So you got all these people who kind of like they're mid twenties, loner-ish people depressed. And like your cashier, you're like, you're the fourth person today to buy <laughs> this specific mask that just that looks exactly like the Riddler who's all over the news and duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. And like the police could be like, yeah, like look out for this. Yeah, yeah it's okay. like it's like his his receipt is seven guns, five hundred rounds of ammunition, the Riddler <laughs> mask, duct tape, and the the cashier's like, yeah, just another day in Gotham, man. It and there's is what it there's is, a light you know? up, there's a light up of twenty other weird looking kids out the door. <laughs> they all just come in one by one by by the same mask. The Riddler's like, yeah, okay, guys, just don't go in at the same time. Just gotta space it out a bit. This store has everything. Though. Just hit that up. <laughs> You'll be good. Yeah, just copy what I did, but change a couple of the words, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to look exactly the same, though. It's going to hit. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) One one other thing I didn't like that I was going to say earlier was, like, it got better throughout the movie. But at the beginning, like, when when Batman or when uh, Jim Gordon brings in Batman to do the investigating on that first murder scene, like, it just seemed like Batman was, like, some like some monster that Gordon was like in charge of, like he was like guiding him around. He was telling him what to like, where to go. And like, kind of like, it just seemed like he was like holding his hand and like he was in charge of him when in reality, I think they'd be more, more separated. Like, I think they were just a bit too connected, but and by the hip. And he's like, he's like, we really got to go. Stop doing this. You look at me and make me look like this. Like, I just think, I don't know. They explained that in the movie, though. Yeah, because... well, they... Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, the reason he was walking around so slow is because he was recording everything with, like, the stuff, like the camera in his eye, which no, I, I didn't don't. realize at the time. I was like, why is he yeah. moving so slow? Yeah. What, is he, like, is he hurt or something? Like, it made no, no got... sense to me, yeah. but I realized he was, like, recording it all. Yeah, I, I know that. It's just the way Gordon was, like, treating him and talking to him. It just Or, like, the way, like, he would, like talk to him or like whisper in his ear or stuff. I just like seen a little weird. So I know, I know for that scene specifically, the entire point was so because they had the commissioner, the guy who was the commissioner at the time was coming. Yeah. So he was like, listen, you've got like five minutes, but you need to get out of here. Like, um, like you've got like zero. And cause like that also explained why he was walking so slow because like, um, obviously he was trying to record everything cause he couldn't just spend an hour in there, like looking at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I don't know. I, I agree, but I like, I don't know. I kind of disagree because it's one of those things where it's like the cops do like, that's like kind of the thing. Like the cops hate Batman technically. But he still um, brought him in anyways. It wasn't going to be a secret from the commissioner. I guess. Like, so. Oh fuck the, they wouldn't, he would know the Batman was there. The whole they're all on the other side. They all hate Batman. Yeah. I, I just liked um like the Dark Knight trilogy, Jim. Like I like that relationship a bit better. It it, it just seemed like they were like fucking like butt buddies or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're rat maze, Batman. They were really cl- they were really close, like the whole movie. Just like really they had a weird relationship. Especially for like being new working together. Like I it's like a it when thumb it's drive. I like it more when it's just like when they're more like <laughs> yeah, this guy's a funny this is a funny guy. That was that was actually that was actually a funny scene. There's a lot of humor in it. 
Especially like just es- really dark humor. Especially the penguin. I thought yeah. I thought he was really funny. Like when he shows him the picture of the mayor, he's pretending not to know. He's like, "Oh shit, that is the mayor! Crazy." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, maybe maybe you should ask his wife." What? Too soon? <laughs> and then like when he shows like the murder photos, he's like, "Oh come on! No, oh, he's showing me that." <laughs> so I'm real. I'm really happy for pretty much everyone to return. And um, yeah. and we haven't we haven't really talked about Zoe Kravitz, but we'll give her a little praise before we uh end off this episode lots more to talk to about but we are approaching the deadline here producers saying wrap it up at an hour 22 yeah we are but we um, are out of funding this is coming out of our pockets this is, yeah this is self-funded now but yeah it's batman and um, overtime i i like zoe kravitz and just like i like it when they're kind of like they they work together, but they're, they still have their own separate motives. Like Gordon has his own motives, and Batman has his own. Catwoman has her own. Like Robin has his own. Like I like it when they all have their own personal stuff, but like they'll come together for certain stuff. But like in yeah. the end, they're gonna do. They're gonna be like a bit selfish and kind of like, like like Catwoman. She's like, um, like I would stay, but I don't want to, so I'm gonna leave. Yeah. So it's like I like how it's just like. It wasn't like some kind of love story and they ended up together. It's like I like mm-hmm. it when they're just like they're just selfish, they're rogue, and that's what they are at the end of the day. But Yep. And but they'll come together for the greater good if they have to fight this big bad kind of thing. But I like it when they kinda butt heads and see things differently and they go the separate waves and are a little rogue. Yeah. And we will see that with our heroes and our villains. Because I doubt the Riddler, Joker, Penguin, like I bet I doubt they're all gonna get along perfectly. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it it might be kind of cool to kind of see both, like if the movie alternated between, like, Batman's side and the villain side. But I don't think it will because I think it's just like centered around Batman yeah. and what he experiences. But in a different yeah, but there's no frame. reason. I mean, like, even even if it's centered around him, he's always around the villains anyway. So you could definitely make it work. Yeah, maybe like yeah, it'd just be kind of cool to see both sides. But I guess that's what the Dark Knight trilogy was. But um. But also the the TV show is going to be completely villains. Um, That's yep. true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, so maybe they can use That'll the TV. Yeah, they can use the shows as the villains, and then like the movie is just like only Robert Pattinson because like he was in pretty much every scene, pretty much. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's some statistic. It was like yeah, he was in like ninety eight percent of the scenes. So, which is cool. I mean, like, as Batman. He was really good. I actually really enjoyed. It. I knew he was going to be good because I've seen other movies that he was in other than Twilight. I mean, some people just wrote him off because they know he was from Twilight, but he's done a lot of really good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, The Lighthouse. Uh, he was in the Going Back in Time movie with uh, Tenet. Yeah, Tenet. Um, he's been in a lot of good stuff. But before I forget, I had a question because I was so confused. You know how when he started up the Batmobile for the first time before the chase. Yeah, and then like, it just like stalled or something. Like, yeah. I was so confused. I was like, did he stall the car? That seems like very not Batmany. <laughs> like, what was that? So. Like, he well, he like fired happened. it up. It sounded really dope, and then he like it like stopped. Yeah, so it it did stall, but that's that speaks volumes to like the the fact that it's a self made Batmobile. Like, it's not gonna be like the the tumbler in the dark Knight, where everything runs perfectly because it's been military like tested maliciously by the military like lucius fox it's like like bruce wayne literally 
by himself just attached a jet engine onto the back. <laughs> so it's like you see this super dope fire up and then it's just everything stops and everyone's like, wait, what the hell just happened? And then it just flies, right? So it's it like because I remember I remember listening to someone explain this that it's supposed it was supposed to give you that moment of like heart attack where it's like, oh, it just shit out on him. And then it just flies like it goes. And then it turns into being one of the most badass Batmobiles we've seen where it's like, I mean, super it, that, cool that, car chase scene. And like the scene where that. it's like, just like, it's like firing up and it's getting louder and louder and just seeing like the penguin get more terrified was like, yeah, he's like it was so good. Shit. It was like yeah. such a good payoff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for joining me. Um, no, thank we, you. We have lots more uh, planned for Nerd Corner in the future if Boss Man will let us. Probably <laughs> if, not. If we can re-up the funding. We have to re-up the funding, yeah. I gotta, We're allowed okay. one a year, so we'll see you guys next year. <laughs> might, might have to get another job. I already have three <laughs> to pay for one episode. <laughs> and that's just one-third of the cost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, we have Multiverse of Madness coming out. We have a uh, Moon Knight uh, finale next week, so maybe we can. Uh, Kenobi on the horizon. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Kenobi on the on the horizon. Um, yeah, so maybe we can Holy. do an episode in a cup. Maybe we can do an episode in a couple weeks about Moon Knight and uh, start with Moon Knight for like the first twenty minutes, and then be like, "What the hell just happened in Multiverse of Madness?" So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I that might be exactly what we're saying. I bet I bet it is messy but cool. I think I can because it's it's yeah. only, it's two hours, so it's like they have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if they if they have even like a little side quest that's like turn and it turns into like multiverse of cameos, then it it's gonna be like okay, what yeah. Are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, I hope they have like a really <laughs> the really strong about? plot, and it's not like just like adding stuff in for the the yeah, hell of it and a, tying it into like the here, animated. Oh shit! It's it's glip glop and zip zorp. Oh fuck! <laughs> For like twenty minutes, You're like oh brother. But I want it to be more than just like what the trailer is. Like oh, he goes to Wanda. Wanda goes rogue, trying to find her kids. Looking at all the multiverse. Oh, it's like you know Doctor Str- Supreme, Strange, Strange Supreme, and oh, and there's a zombie and yeah. Oh, then he gets brought I into mean, the Illuminati, they... and then, oh, it's Professor X. And he's like, here's the truth. There's the multiverse. Blah blah blah, and it's like. I, it'll be cool. I'm excited. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of surprises, but I just don't, I just don't know what they could be, which is good. I'm really excited. Imagine we get to see X Men Fantastic Four <laughs> both in this. I mean, movie. I hope they're not just like rehashing the animated series that Mar or that that uh, Marvel had, where like there was like the the dark Doctor Strange and uh, the oh what zombie if? Wanda. Yeah, I, I hope they're just not like is... rehashing it. Well, that's what they're doing. Like, I think what if was the uh, introduced us to those characters, and now they're being used now. Yeah, but why? Like, I get it. It's just like, like we've seen what if, the story. What, what if was like just like the 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 context, and now it's like <clears throat> now we're bringing them in because all that's canon. So we do we do have to wrap this up though. Yeah, we'll unfortunately, we'll I I would that. I would love to talk about this more, but we will have. Another nerd corner before I'm Multiverse excited. of Madness. Oh no, we won't. Not before. I do, I doubt after. it. Yeah, not before. But we can do one after. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good night.
Bye, hey, bye. do the side off. Do the side off. <laughs> May your punch be. <laughs> Ryan, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Calm down, dude. Like I'll give it. a city there. Uh, <laughs> happy draft week, baby. Uh, May your punch be high and down inside the week. What? What? <laughs> that, was, that was worse than me. <laughs> Good night, boys and girls. Uh, let's go. Uh, got Gotham. What are they called? Gotham Steelers. Gotham Renegades. Renegades. Night. Got Rebels. Knights. Rebels. Gotham yeah. Knights. Rebels. It's the Rebels. Yeah. Ryan, you gotta say. Well, say stay city. classy, Seattle. <laughs> <We're> branching out. <laughs> Thank God. <it's> like- <laughs>